Welcome to Costly Conversations. I'm super excited because we have my guy, Chris, on the line. What's going on, Chris? What's going on, brother? How you doing? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Quick matter of housekeeping. We do want to just remind everybody to check out the Patreon. It's the best way to connect with me and all my friends as we get together, continue to have costly conversations out of the normal podcast setting and in a private community, um, as well as having awesome guests pop in and out, um, friends of mine, past guests on the show, and uh, other people will pop in and just kind of continue to have costly conversations with us. So tap into that. It's a great uh, place to be. And you can support the show with as little as a $3 donation on a monthly basis. Or, hey, you want to support in a different way? Hit me up at the Instagram, and uh, I'll tell you how you can do that. Um, in addition to that, we are doing t-shirts, so check those out. There should be links down below on how you can uh, rep the brand and you know uh, support your favorite podcast. So without further ado, Chris, what's going on, brother? Not much, man. Hanging in there. Just... You know, another day in paradise. Another day in paradise. Hey, well, you know what? Paradise is not always fun. Um, I know you, you, you are doing all sorts of stuff. You're, you're uh, doing training. I know you, you do some. Let, let's talk about what, wh- who are you and what do you do? Because people have no idea unless they know. So I'm Chris, owner of FTAC. I have my own outdoor gun range, private range out in Central Florida. Uh, what I do is just firearms training, um, civilians and law enforcement educating the community specifically on deadly force and then just you know things regarding um you know firearm safety um and that's pretty much it you know just recently started transitioning into uh being a witness as far as use of force so working cases so that's that's a new area that i'm I'm transitioning into okay now um i I understand what that is, but for the for the general layperson, maybe maybe they'd like a little bit more background on what what being a witness is in in a I guess a professional sense. So an expert witness is someone that um, if you are involved in a use of force situation, someone that your attorney or your team would hire to come in and analyze, um, look at the the facts, look at the reports, and then to give their professional opinion as far as if what you did was right or wrong. Okay. In layman's terms. Fair enough. Now, actually with the concealed carry insurance that I have, um, that's actually a little box you can check where for $2 more a year, you can um, basically have them, if something were to happen, call upon an expert witness to come in and I guess assist you in your case, which I, I suppose you'd hope that they would be able to do that regardless if you paid for the feature or not. But I, I guess it's an extra perk. Yeah, I think I think each each of those carriers that provide that type of service, they have, you know, they box it up differently. Like some people it's included. Others, like, I guess, whoever you have, you have mm-hmm. to pay additional for that. Yeah, yeah, I do. And I, I feel like it's a decent rate was like 200 bucks a year to have a little bit of peace of mind that if something crazy were to go down, they would at least try to help me out with some of that the legal fees and some of that other stuff and maybe it, have some to get, to. It, it will be very costly. <laughs> well, uh, no pun intended. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and hopefully not. I, that that's people say that the day you have to use your firearm is probably one of the worst days of your life. And I know you've, you've personally been through a couple different situations where um, you've had to, you've had to deal with stuff. Um, Correct. 
I know some of that stuff you, you just really can't talk about due to uh, ongoing things, but what, what can you talk about? So I can definitely say that anytime you have to use deadly force on another human, it is going to be very traumatic and extremely stressful. Number one, that's the last thing that we want to do, right? But mm -hmm. in the heat of the moment, we have to preserve our life, right? We have to defend ourselves. Um, so that's, that's an act that you must take in order to ensure that you survive. Then from there, what a lot of people don't realize is the post-incident, which is what's really stressful. You have the criminal investigation and or civil um, litigation that, that would, that's going to occur. So all of that can be very stressful. You know, in, in your mind, you know you did the right thing, but now you have detectives that are looking at the case to try to justify you know, your actions or not justify your actions. Then it goes up to the state attorney's office to review everything and then they make the decision, right? All mm -hmm. right, yep, this was a good shoot or no, it was a bad shoot. You know, even if you did everything right, you still can get charged. And then now you have to go through the criminal um, process, which adds more stress. And then at some point, civil is going to come because unfortunately, everyone tends to sue. Yeah, I mean... Now, my, my question has always been because you, you see high profile cases, but you also see like little cases or when I say little, um, not high profile cases where somebody either gets hurt or somebody gets a finger broken because they got tackled by the police or somebody um, breaks into a homeowner's home, their dwelling, and, you know, something happens. Um, the homeowner defends the property, defends their life, defends their family. And then the parents of, you know, the, um, the intruder, the, the bad guy, um, mm -hmm. they're, they're upset, they're distraught, they have to bury their kid or, you know, the family is left or what, whatever the situation is. And then there's a lawsuit. Why would there be a lawsuit? Because, you know, in the reality, in the United States, you have that right to sue, right? Um you know, people typically they're sued for excessive force. Mm -hmm. That's that's the thing. So <clears throat> if you use force against someone, an intruder, and unfortunately, you know, they end up losing their life. You did you do you did everything right, your actions were justified. Obviously, the family's not gonna feel that way, right? Because there's an emotional connection. Rightfully so, they lost a loved one. And in response to that, they're gonna go after you civilly. And the goal is obviously if they're going after you civilly, it is to recuperate some sort of um, financial means, right? It's, it's to get money. And then, so it's going to be up to the jury and your attorneys to try to uh, prevent that from happening. Yeah. You know, that's, um, that, that's a precarious situation. And I, I know um, this is a, maybe an interesting line of questions, but um, I, I do understand that. Okay. Say, um, say the person was, if not innocent, it was a gray area situation. Um, somebody got killed, somebody got hurt. And then the family's like, well, he was the breadwinner. He was bringing in so much a year. Um, Correct. We need compensation because you, you've taken the sole breadwinner from the home or um, something of the line or, or you, you wrongfully killed this man. Can you put a price on a human life even outside of their net worth and ability to gain wealth? I, I don't think you could ever put a price on 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 someone's life. You know, that person is no longer here with us. You know, right. they don't have the ability to create memories with their loved ones, right. um, you know, things that we can enjoy. Um, so I, me personally, I don't think there's a price that you can uh, put on a 
on the value of a life. But hindsight, as far as civil litigation, that's what essentially they end up doing. Um, they formulate whatever cap, you know, they formulate a particular number, and then that's the number that they're going after in civil litigation. Mm, okay. Yeah, no, it's, um, it, it's really interesting because we, you know, that is a concern in, in any self-defense situation. Um, and that's a big, I guess, a big selling point for like self-defense insurance and whatnot. And um, they're, they're like, hey, listen, you know, you might get get off in it uh, as, as innocent. They might not charge you or anything like that. But the civil litigation is what you got to worry about. We'll be there as well, provided that you were not in the wrong, per se. Um, so I, I do think that's really interesting. And um, I'm glad that I have that protection personally. Um, I know there's, there's others who choose not to have it. And, you know, and, and you never know when something's going to happen. And I tell people this, um, if you own a firearm, it is a high liability, right? So you need to protect yourself. We have vehicles. Vehicles are high liabilities. We have insurance on those vehicles. Homes, we have insurance on that, right? So if you own a firearm, it's just common sense practice to have that, that particular insurance or protection plan to not only protect you, but your loved ones. You do not need to be a millionaire to be sued for a million dollars and win. They will garnish 35% of your, your, your wages for the rest of your life. They will garnish any type of assets that you have, right? So. Wow. That is, that's horrifying. Just the idea of for the rest of my life, until they get what they, what's there, until they get their pound of flesh, they're going to take <laughs> They're going to take it and make sure that it goes to somebody else. Um, and obviously, if I was in the wrong, you know, there are consequences for being wrong in life. Uh, you can't always get off with a, oh, sorry, my bad. Like, my bad doesn't generally cut it when it comes to matters of life and death in the legal system. Um, so that I, I, I do get that. And speaking of um, the legal system, self-defense insurance, things like that, there have been several legislative um, things that have been put forth and usually it's, it's packaged in this big, um, you know, Christmas box of, of gun control. And it usually says like, we're going to limit magazine capacity to 10, which I'm like, well, I mean, 10, I mean, I, I yeah. barely, I barely get by with 30. So like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> have you, have, you've never been to the shooting range. Clearly. <laughs> clearly never been and then yeah. and then they're like well and also we want to ma mandate that every single person has to have the self-defense liability insurance which personally i'm like go get it but when when you when you package it into the into the boxes of gun control i'm just like i i can't support that um I highly encourage people to do it. And then people will say, well, you know, when you have a car, you, you have to have it. It's mandated. I wish it wasn't mandated. But then again, I'm glad that it is because I've been in, in a few accidents. Yeah. And then that insurance comes in play. It, it's, it, it's it really handy. does. Um, and, you know, be careful because if you say the wrong thing, the Internet's going to crucify you, especially in the gun control or not gun control world, in the two-way community and, and um you, there's no right answer, but how do you feel when you, when you see that section brought in where it's like, Hey, we want to make sure everybody has, and if you own a firearm, there's some sort of liability insurance to go with it. 
I, I don't agree with mandating the liability insurance. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's, it's if you're a responsible, educated gun owner, you, you see the benefits to having that, right? But also to your right, if you choose not to have it, you know, I, and I, I get that. Me personally, I wouldn't do that. Like, I'm going to carry because you never know what can happen. And again, you can do everything right, still be looked at wrong, right? So it's, it's, it's you know, better be safe than sorry. Listen, so I, You're absolutely mm -hmm. right. I just put a post up the other day. It was uh, stories from my Instagram. If you guys aren't following me on Instagram, armed underscore Atlas. And of course, check out my guy over here at uh, ftac.training ftech.training good page always always something interesting on there always some training Likewise, brother. thank you you know i appreciate that as well um and and that said the other day i posted in my stories um there's this picture floating around the internet of these two uh young people going to prom um and they had firearms and they one of them was pointing it in what what is considered a safe direction the other one was pointing it right at the camera and it is presumed, I can assume, just because of how things were, that there was somebody holding a cell phone camera, taking the picture as the as the young man was pointing the gun straight at the camera and therefore the cameraman, breaking clearly one of the very, very important safety rules, never point a firearm loaded or unloaded at anything that you are unwilling to destroy. Correct. Um, and for those who are like, well, you know, we, we made sure it wasn't loaded. And I've seen that on the Internet. And it's it makes me want to, like, pull my hair out, the little hair that I have. Um, and I'm like, golly, no, like, listen, just today I saw a, a picture of somebody who blew their hand open with a hollow point because they were um, they had just went to rack the slide and their hand was just barely covering the muzzle. Muzzle. And they said their finger was off of the trigger. You know, their finger was probably on the trigger unless something was, was actually wrong with the gun where it was physically broken. And even still, I highly doubt that all the internal safeties would allow it. Correct. What right. people don't realize, too, most of these negligent situations, it is negligent. That person violated one or more of the firearm safety mm -hmm. rules. The, the truly accidental discharges you know, that's typically about 10, 10%, uh, 90% is negligent. So right. I, I, I think I those numbers that you're giving are maybe a little bit generous because other correct. than there's very few situations where a gun was dropped and the, it didn't have a drop safety and a firearm went off. Um, and that's something people should be aware of is does this firearm have a drop safety? You shouldn't be dropping guns to begin with. And, you know, you see silly stuff where people are throwing their guns at the range. Don't do that. Like, come on. Like, I know that that's funny, but like, don't do that. Yeah, because, you know, the saying monkey see monkey do. Right. Right. Someone who may not be knowledgeable, they see that and think that's cool. And then they go out and do it and they may not get the, the same end result. Right. It may lead to a negligent discharge. Mm -hmm. Now we have great bodily harm or unfortunately death and now criminal criminal charges. Mm -hmm. And here's here's the crazy thing, man. Like oftentimes people get away with stuff. And it looks like, oh, this is a thing you can do. And I have to just straight up say, no, like, no, you're getting away with something. Like, oh, I saw this guy. Uh, he was reholstering his gun. And, and in the process, he turned the gun kind of towards him and put it in. Or even better, there was a, a, a situation where a young man, he's he runs this um, kind of like premium Gucci body armor company. 
and to test out his new body armor that he just developed, he turned a gun towards on his, himself on his on his towards his gut. I just commented on that. Yeah, I just commented horrifying. on that. It's it's truly horrifying. And I've people that I I thought I respected, and I probably still do. And it's a momentary lapse of judgment on their end. Are commenting? Yeah, man, go, bro. Don't don't listen to the haters, bro. No, 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 no. Do not point a gun at yourself. There are better ways to test our body armor. Correct. We have mannequins. We have dummies. We have to understand that we have to do things in accordance to proper education to make sure that we don't um, do anything that can possibly lead to great bodily harm or death. Right. Monkey. And I'm always going to go back to the same. My mom used to say this to me. Monkey see monkey do. People are going to think that's cool. Someone's going to do that and they're going to have a little bit of recoil anticipation and their result is not going to be the same. All right. They're good. They're going to put a round or two inside their, their pelvic area. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm like, if we're educators, we need to be educators. We're not comedians. We're not entertainers. If that's what you want to do, then then do that. But if we are educators, our goal is to educate. Right. That means we need to hold people accountable. We need to teach them the right way. And I'm, I don't think that you're saying that the education can't be entertaining. I, I don't think it, you're it, saying that. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Um, there are some people, so the, ed- the education can be entertaining, right? Because just like when I t- teach my classes and the other instructors that I know, we add some form of entertainment, make people laugh, make them feel comfortable. But but they also know that this is serious mm-hmm. and we have guidelines and we have rules that we we always have to follow. So you can mm-hmm. you can make it entertaining, but we can't break these rules. Right. No, it, it, it's, man, I went on Facebook one day and for some reason Facebook was feeding me um, gun content. And there was this guy who he was kind of like kind of hood and he was going around. He was in Walmart, had the gun in his pants. And, you know, I, I, I have a personal prejudice. It's a very strong prejudice against anyone who, who carries a handgun with a, with a magazine that sticks out an additional, not three, but five, six, 10 inches. This thing is like hanging all the way out. I'm like, bro, Conceal that. Me too. Yeah. Conceal that. And I and I know that like I'm gonna get some hate for that because that's that's traditionally kind of like a, a hood uh look. And I, I don't want it to be seen as me hating against hood dudes. But there are certain you can be as hood as you want and and also safely and responsibly carry a firearm. Correct. Like you can do both. You can walk and chew gum. You can do both, man. <laughs> Correct. Um I'm 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 the same way too. Um, I've seen people do that. My big, my bigger pet peeve is people who carry concealed without a holster. Oh, like that. No, 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 that's, 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 that is like, and and I, and unfortunately, you know, I see that a lot, right? Some of the hood guys, that's what they do too. Like, and I would tell my bro, man, get, just get a holster, like protect your stuff, get a holster, like go spend the 20, $30, get a good holster and carry. Right. And I, I get it. Like, I know some of this uh, this more expensive stuff is you know 140 bucks. You know it can it can get up there for for like a real premium handcrafted thing. You can get a nice little cheap holster for fifty dollars and under that does everything you need it to do. Correct. Everything. It's about choices, right? Yeah. We and 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 again, that's why I say education is so important. A lot of people have their own vices, right? Some people like to drink. Some people like to buy watches, buy sneakers. But you're buying this tool for what? For self-protection, right? Invest in your tool, right? Don't 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 go, don't don't cut yourself short. Don't sell yourself short. Mm-hmm. Like if you get a gun, good. 
Now get a good quality holster. You don't have to get top tier one, but get something that gets the job done while keeping you safe. Yeah. And I should add, and this is super important to me, and I'm sure you care about this tremendously, just being the guy that you are. Um, as you're keeping yourself safe by getting a good, you know, quality holster, making sure that it's not going to just, you know, catch on a piece of zipper and go off and hurt you or somebody else. Also, invest in some sort of device to keep it contained when it's not on your person. Um, Correct. You know, because sometimes you're just not going to have it on you. Maybe you have more than one. You don't care about at the same time. Keep that thing locked up. Always. Get, 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 there, there are little gun chains. Put, put it got, on. I know, it's, you, I know it's a hassle. It is, but you have to do it. Like, I'm in Florida, right? So one of the leading causes of deaths for, for youth in, in my state is firearms, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's negligence. Mm-hmm. Firearms that are not secured. Right. Um, unfortunately, Florida has made the news recently. Well, over the last year or two for several unfortunate deaths that had have occurred with kids gaining access to a firearm as young as two years old, finding mommy's gun in the purse. Right. Mm. F- finding dad's gun underneath the pillow or in, in the couch, you know, or just the gun being left on the table and people thinking that the kids don't have the ability to initiate the cycle of operation and, and so. Right. Right. And people, people make up excuses in their head. And like, if I'm offending you with this, I'm sorry, but maybe you do need to hear this. You know, people is like, Oh, well there's nothing. It's not, it's not loaded. It's not chambered. Yeah. There's a magazine, but there's nothing in the head. Like uh, that doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Cause you might have forgotten. Correct. People forget all the time. That's why when someone hands you a gun, you you should rack it and check it yourself. In addition to that, keeping it in a safe direction, all all the different firearms rules, because people, people miss stuff. You're busy. You're a busy guy. You're busy girl. Like you don't have, you don't have the bandwidth to do everything perfectly to, I mean, and even still um, a kid with just enough muscle strength, just enough dexterity might make it happen. You never know. Definitely, and we we've seen it. We've seen it as young as in Florida, uh, two or three year olds, uh, two years old. Um, mm-hmm. We had a case that went. It was all over the United States. Twenty one year old mother about six months ago was killed. She's mm-hmm. on a Zoom call with her coworkers. Her two year old son picks up dad's gun that was in a backpack, and he pressed the trigger. Unfortunately, shot her in the back of the head, and yeah, that was it. That was it. And wow. then dad ends up getting charged three months later. Wow. Wow. You know, so, so. So, I mean, there's consequences. Like, not only do you lose a loved one, but now potentially you could go to jail for maybe the rest of your life, depending on how old you are. And, yeah. and, and he was only have, 21 years old. Jeez. Like, why are you spending 30 years in jail? Like, does that make sense? And I, I don't know the actual sentencing guidelines or dates or whatever, but that's. Yeah, it depends horrifying. on the charge. Um, but yeah. For, for, yeah, it could be anywhere from t- 10 to 20. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, even even a day in prison is a day too long in my book. Like for uh-huh. what? For, for why? As your kids are growing and they need you there because their mother is now gone. Like now you're not available because you didn't have. Mom's gone now. Oh, and so is dad. And now we're perpetuating more problems. Like they had both. Now they have nothing because yeah. you didn't want to invest in a little tiny safe. It doesn't even have to be a nice one. I just picked up, I needed to travel and I didn't have a TSA approved um, travel safe. And I was like, oh shoot, where can I get one? 
It's 30, 40, 50 bucks. Uh, there's one for 20 bucks. 20 so bucks. Just buy it, that's it. Bro, that's, that's, that's a little. 20 like, bucks you saves you 20 years. At, uh, 20 bucks or 20 years. Choose. I mean, you could easily spend 20 bucks at your favorite food joint. Like, it's not hard. Just, just pick something up. The education part is very important, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because if you, the, the more you train, the more you get educated, the more you realize how much of a high liability this is. Like you said, we don't have the bandwidth to remember everything. So you always assume every firearm is loaded until you've personally cleared that gun and made that gun safe. Mm-hmm. These are principles. These principles are created to ensure that we don't have these tragic end results. If you follow these principles, you live by these principles, you will never have any of these unfortunate situations occur. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. Um, and I mean, here's here's the thing. When we go back to that picture of the the young um, young people in the prom photo, for me, you know, people wanted to make it about race because they were black and they they looked uh, like they they kind of existed in the hood in the hood space you know with the, mm-hmm. the hairstyles which are which are more uh emblematic What's in the urban the, culture it's, it's urban culture stuff and yeah. i mean that's cool i don't really care as in like do your thing have a good time as long as it doesn't get in your way i mean that's that's do you man but the education in regards to guns that's key and people were like oh man y'all hating on them because they're black and then they they would show other photos of um white kids going to prom holding guns and stuff. It's like, no, it's not about that. And maybe for somebody it is like, let's be real for somebody. It is about that. But right. for me, like check the history, man. Like I'm here Definitely. for you to be educated and I care about you. And I'm sure you feel the same way. In I'm the to, same way. And, yeah. and I, fortunately I got some of that feedback as well. And I'm like, it's, it's about being properly educated, right? It's mm-hmm. about having our people demonstrate that they're properly educated, right? So when other people see that, what are we doing? We're reinforcing proper education now, you know, and then some of the pictures that they did put up when they tried to make it about race, I'm like, all right, I'm not making it about race. But when you look at the picture, they are following firearms. They're not pointing any firearms at, you know, like they're not pointing any firearms at the camera, right? We have our people doing that. And this is where the education and accountability needs to come to play. No, absolutely. Um, so I, I would just recommend that anybody who, um, if you have a friend who who doesn't quite understand firearms, find somebody who can educate them. And I understand, you know, sometimes you don't you don't have a lot of extra bread to t- spend like an entire, um, you know, hundred or two hundred bucks to go to a class. Like there are plenty of firearms instructors who are on Instagram who will who will give you a little bit of free game. And of course, uh, I'm sure they'd love for you to come to a class. Um, just hit them up if you Definitely. have questions. I'm all for that. I've dropped free game to people. I've DM people like, "Hey, bro, I, I see what you're doing. The, I know the intent is positive, but hey, this, this, and this. Like, we these principles are here for a reason. Boom, boom, boom. And then if I can, sometimes I'll show them. I'll send them something like the negative end result. I'm like, that's not what you want, right? Mm-hmm. So do this, do that, and you'll be good. Then when you get a chance, you know, take some classes. This video is brought to you by the merch store. Head over to GlockBay.com. Check out the category Armed Atlas Merch for the premium t-shirts that we have available for you. Each purchase goes towards making the show better, so definitely go ahead and take a look and see if there's something for you. Okay, Chris, so I know um, you're in Florida, and something interesting that's happening in Florida, um, 
and across the country is this this whole um, constitutional carry, which for the layperson means that uh, in the state, if you are a citizen of that state or a resident rather, because citizen of America, resident of the state, you are able to carry a firearm um, generally concealed or unconcealed, um, depending on, I guess, their 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 rules of the state without uh, additional permitting, um, which generally means without additional classes for said permit. Um, that's been seen a, as a little bit of a controversial piece between not just firearms instructors at large, but also people who, who make laws and generally um, people who are anti-gun will be like, no, we, we've got to have at least that. I, I think some of the good, decent, and even well-meaning firearms instructors are kind of getting swept up and being seen as members of those crowds. And I know you've had opinions on this as well. Can, can you share what those opinions are? Definitely. Um, so for me, when it comes to constitutional carry, my thing is based on being that um, I'm, I'm an instructor that continuously evaluates use of force, right? I'm, I look at these reports. I look at situations that occur um, unlike maybe a little bit more than a lot of other instructors. So my, my perspective on it is this. I am worried, like, if we can find a way to still ensure that our gun owners are going to be responsible and educated, then I'm all for that, right? There's a lot of there, 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 there's a lot of people who do know about basic firearm safety and they're educated and stuff like that. That's fine. But what about the person who doesn't know anything, right? So now this person is in possession of a tool that has the ability to cause great bodily harm or death. And now with no education, they're going to respond to an escalated, heated situation emotionally and not with the knowledge that they should. Right. So that's what I'm concerned about. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? We have to we have to address that. We have to think about that, because in Florida, there's a lot of things that occur. And unfortunately, Florida makes the news for a lot of things. And it's like, I mean, if we just I'm I'm looking forward to the day that they catch Florida, man, because he's been wrecking havoc. (laughs) <laughs> you know definitely you know m- my thing is this I'm, I'm all for it but we can't just disregard education yeah we can't okay. because people are going to be like people people do this now in florida well i thought i could i thought i could do this well you thought wrong and now you're facing all these criminal charges in addition to civil litigation and some other stuff yeah so no, that's um I think those are important points and I know I don't know how how much public pushback cuz I, I know you you were in the news speaking on it um correct and giving your take on the situation and I'm I'm glad you have a chance to kind of flesh out your thoughts a little bit more now and I'm sure that people will still disagree with you and I I'm sure at, at some level um I, I do understand you, and I'm sure if we got really much more into it, I could find a way to disagree with you as well. Just the nature of things, we can we can always find a way to disagree and still get along. But I, I'm I'm wondering, um, how much pushback did you get from the two A community? Did you did you hear much at all, or did so I had a lot like, of people. Okay, yeah. yeah, I had a lot of people like you know either DM me or you know a lot of people have my phone numbers. So they called me, um, and those that called me were the ones who really, who truly don't know me, right? So mm-hmm. they know me, but they don't really know me. Mm-hmm. The people within my circle that really know me, they know my stance. They know where I'm coming from. So if there was no, 
they, they knew exactly what I was saying and they support it because we still have to have education. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm coming from a, a data driven um, perspective, looking at the numbers, looking at the data, it, it, it's saying that we cannot just toss the education. Sure. Um, for example, you said, for example, Oh, for example, we were talking about the 21 year old father that just got arrested um, because the mom got killed mm. because the two year old son found the gun. He was 21 years old, no training, right? Because in the state of Florida, you don't, he, he didn't, he didn't need to have a concealed weapons license. He just needed to be 21 years of old of age and pass the background, no education. And this was the end result. And it's not the only case we have. We have a lot of these cases that occur. Mm-hmm. So I'm big on just making sure that we have some way to minimize that. So, and I know this is getting into the money side of it and um, people can be sensitive about such things where somebody will say, well, Chris, he's just concerned about uh, losing business on the on the back end of of not being able to do the license to carry courses. And I don't know how much of your business revolves around license to carry and how much of it is like voluntary classes and follow up training and things like that. Um, and others will say, well, you look at states like Arizona, who they um, when they did their um, did away with their concealed carry process they continue to have similar numbers in regards to training because people wanted to learn how to use their firearms. Um, In the past, I've said, you know, instructors need to understand that whether they want it to happen or not, they, they need to step their game up a little bit and say like, well, the government's not sending me a meal ticket to kind of be blunt about it. Correct. I need to find ways to market better. I need to, and I understand marketing in regards to firearms is extremely difficult on the internet. Um, we need to find ways to mobilize people to get that word of mouth and do, do different things to make sure that people understand that not only are guns cool, but they're also extremely dangerous and we need to know how to use it properly. Um, just cause nature of guns, I wouldn't send somebody, um, to sit in the, in, in the driver's seat of a Lamborghini and drive it down the street without making sure that they could drive a, a double clutch first. Like, correct. It's just not. Yeah. It's not happening. Um, and we, you know, we've we've all seen. And I'm not. I'm not going to go there. But I'm. I'm wondering. What do you say to stuff like that? And I know I hit like six points. So take your time. So I've I've thought about that too, right? Um, for me, it's you know what I've always been very good at telling telling people and showing them the importance of education. So if that does get passed, right? Constitution. I'm not worried about that. Because I'm, I'm still going to be able to market to people, still going to be able to um, emotionally and, and, and just touch them and, and, and show them that you're not properly trained, right? So you need to come out and get some training. And if you don't get training, these are the one of the end result that you can find yourself in. So like we were just talking about, you know, safety, right? You spend $20 on the lock or you could go to prison for 20 years. It's going to be your call. You have the responsibility is going to be on you and not the state. So when you get involved in something, you're, when you have that firearm, you're assuming that you know what you what, what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. So if you aren't properly trained, that's not going to cut it. They're not going to want to hear that. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have a, you have a decision to make. Right. It's a tool. Let's learn how to utilize this tool. Let's learn how to be effective. Let's be knowledgeable so that we don't end in any type of negligent situation and or in prison. Right. 
We we win the violent encounter. We go home. That is the goal. So I have various courses that I offer. So, you know, I'm not too worried about it. I know other instructors who that's all they do. So if that does pass, they're pretty much out of gas. So, you know, you just have to be able to pivot. Things are, you know, going to change. I saw what they did with Georgia, um, Texas. So I'm like, all right, we're Florida, gun, gunshine state. So at some point, I kind of knew that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just only concealed classes. It's marksmanship classes, tactical classes, night shooting classes, vehicle classes. Um, so y- you have to broaden your horizon and your training um, curriculum. Yeah, I, I would. I definitely say so. Um, now, in regards to the thought that people will no longer pursue training, do you feel like there there is merit to that? I know you said that you were concerned that maybe that would happen. Definitely, because, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it again from things that I see and how when I analyze the data and just mm-hmm. talking to people right now, again, in the state of Florida, you know, if you want to get the concealed license, you have to go through training. If you don't want the concealed license, you're fine. Unfortunately, um, you know, a lot of these people that don't have the license, right, they're the ones that tend to find themselves in a lot more hot water than those who have, who have, who have at least taken a concealed class because they at least know, all right, for the most part, they have a, 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 a good understanding of proper deadly force, right? I can't do this. I can do this. I can't do this. I can do this. Those who don't have any type of training, don't know about basic firearm safety, those are the ones that tend to find themselves in some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there is some valid merit to it that some people are just going to be like, well, I don't have to, now I don't have to spend the money, right? Because I get that too. A lot of people will complain about spending the money. I'm like, so you don't complain about your three, $400 sneakers, $600 belt, but you're complaining about learning how to use this tool to be able to protect yourself and your, and your loved ones. If you're involved in a violent encounter. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely priorities. Um, that's definitely the, the, a sticking point. You're making good points in regards to that. And I'm sure, I'm sure I'm missing a point. And one of my guys is going to be like, you need to ask him about this. Cause he's, he's a sellout and a coward. And you know, yeah. like, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't let that get to me. You know, I'm, I'm focused on teaching people how to, how to be knowledgeable, how to win violent encounters. That's, that's key. And then pass that on to others. Do you feel like there's any sort of consequence that maybe your, your words, kind of going on television and having that that impromptu i don't know how impromptu it was but that quick interview it was impromptu okay so having those impromptu, impromptu uh you know that impromptu conversation do you feel like maybe your words might be used uh against the firearms community and be like see like even people who are involved in it and this guy he's expert witness he's this and he's that you know run the credentials He's saying that gun owners need training. So we're just not going to, you know, somebody maybe at a federal level maybe would try to craft laws, maybe not based on your word alone, but words like yours. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, at any time you do any type of interview, things can be misconstrued, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like when I did the interview, they didn't, all the questions, everything that we talked about, the things that I spoke about in depth, that wasn't there. It was about this, this, and that. And I get that. And I know the intent wasn't I to was be malicious. Yeah. Yeah. I know the intent wasn't to be malicious. Right. Um, but 
those that know me know where I stand. Um, and I think anyone who supports Chue, you can't just dismiss education. That is a vital part. Right. Right. What are what 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 are the what are the principles? The firearm, the basic firearm safety rules, right? That is education, right? So if we just say that, all right, we just toss that to the side. I think we can, you know, say that there are going to be some situations that occur that if a person was properly educated, they would not have done this. So we we have to say that that's going to happen. I'm not. It's not going to be the majority, but that will happen. And those few situations that do occur can tragically hurt the two-way community. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree in the sense that you, you do have to be, I guess, mindful that the lack of education has consequences. Um, and even people who have taken a concealed carry course or have an abundant uh, amount of education, I know someone personally who got into a little bit of hot water, nothing too, too crazy. Just um, some, it was a domestic situation and the firearm was not fully involved, but it was, it was in the general vicinity. Um, and you know, the, when the police were called, there was a question of like, why was the firearm even basically involved in the situation? And was this person even truly a threat to you? And things like that. And I won't, I won't get into too much detail just at the sake of their privacy. Um, but this guy, I know he's he's been around the, the firearms community for a long, long time. He knows what he's doing. And we're, we're human. Right. We're human. Mm-hmm. Things can things can happen. Um, well, imagine what would know. happen if he had even less education because he maybe, and a lot of us choose this lifestyle. We, we choose to make guns a part of our, our religion per se, but um, it's, it's just kind of interesting that some people the only education they get is a, a look, a quick YouTube video on how to clean their gun, or maybe they don't even know that much. You know, they come to the range and their gun is screeching uh, to high heavens because it's never been oiled. But Correct. They've gone like, or people that I've gotten people, yeah, they had their gun for like eight, nine years. Never. It's just been sitting there, never been clean and no type of lube or lubricant or anything. And they think that's okay. So yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. And, but it's almost like, man, like, okay, so the, shifting gears, I wonder if there's a way to reach the young people. The guy was 21. He was 21. And who's to say he never took a, at least a concealed carry course? Not, not all the information in the world can be delivered in a concealed carry course. It's not, you know, it's not a, a month, you know, it's a few right. hours. Some places it's four hours, some places it's less. Some places an hour, like in Florida, some of these guys, they do within an hour. Mm-hmm. Like in Virginia, I think I, it was maybe two hours at the most. No range time, which, you know, it's fine for me because I could shoot. But there's a lot of people who can't shoot at all. Like they, they yeah. can't hit paper. I, in fact, um, previous interview I did, there was a guy saying he was going to an instructor course where people were applying to become an instructor. And the girl next to him couldn't hit paper, which is insane. Uh-huh. That's I've insane. I've seen me. it. I've seen it in instructor courses. I've seen it in law enforcement courses. I just came from one a couple of days ago and I was like, what the heck? But it goes back to training. That's why 58% of officers, when they're involved in shootings, they can't shoot. You know, 30 shots fired, suspect hit once. That's horrible. Um, and and I'm not I'm not advocating for 
more people to get hit by bullets from the police. But if there is a situation where it is justified and, and, and kind of like the right thing, you know, like Correct. as far as things go, why, why are we have, why are there stray bullets not even touching the, touching the, 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 the target? What's that? Why? See, so it goes back to training, right? It's not just on law enforcement. It's just people. People don't see the, sometimes people don't see the need to really train. Like, yeah. how are you coming out to be an instructor and you're just, you, you, you're, you're not, you're not demonstrating the basic fundamentals, right? Right. Um, of marksmanship. You know, that's scary. Yeah. I'm, I'm genuinely, that's a, that's a scary thing for me because I'm like, what, what can you teach somebody if you cannot shoot at all? And I, I know there's like the textbook stuff. Like I can t- say, well, you grip the gun like this, but like, how do you help somebody correct what's wrong if you don't even know how to correct yourself? Correct. So, and how do you articulate, right? How yeah. do you, how do you, un- you know, everyone has their own learning style. How do you identify what that person's learning style is and then relay that information to them? Right. Right. Cause in um, essence, a firearms instructor is a, is a teacher of sorts. Um, educators educators and you know we have a lot of respect for um you know people in the education system teaching the teaching the youth and i and i wonder if there's if there's a role for guys like you um you know firearms educators firearms instructors who to teach specifically the youth and i in the past i know a guy who um he said that he doesn't teach kids about use of force because that's not necessarily, um, he doesn't believe that's necessarily something that they should get into. They, they could, right. you know, teach them about safety and fundamentals. I think it, I think kids, you know, depending on the age, right. For me, I do, I do the youth class, right. Um, the youngest child that I had on the range was four years old and he actually shot live four years old. He What's shot. He was very excited. Yeah. He, he shot. He did it. He did a whole mag. What was um, the he did a. Um, uh, he was shooting a Glock 44, so 22 long rifle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I had him shoot that. He was excited. Um, it's important to educate our kids because they're coming across guns when we're not there, right? When the adults are not there, um, and they need to know what to do and what not to do, right? If you have one child that knows firearm safety that understands what to do, what not to do, that one child can possibly prevent a very unfortunate ending that can lead to great bodily harm or death. No, that's, so that's absolutely true. Um, they, sh- they should understand that. They should be taught that in school we were taught, you know, fire drills. What do we do? Stop, drop, and roll. In, in, in the country that has the most amount of guns, we should be teaching our youth, especially, you know, in the urban community. Kids are coming across guns. You know, they don't know what to do. And unfortunately, curiosity is killing the cat. Let's properly educate them so they know what to do so now that if something happens they can take control and we can prevent something bad from happening yeah absolutely and i'm it kind of kills me a little inside every single time i read headline article five-year-old shoots two-year-old two-year-old shoots ten-year-old like what why why and it goes back to a couple different things but i think the root cause of it all is education they can take everything from you, but they can't take your education. Invest, invest in it. It, yeah. it. You're not, 
people need to understand they're not wasting their money investing. You're protecting yourself. You're protecting your family. You're protecting the, the, the rest of the community, right? Because the more knowledgeable you are, the more you know how to move, the more you know what to do, what not to do. And then guess what? You become a force multiplier it, as far as the knowledge that I have. Now you can pass it on to your kids. You can pass it on to your other loved ones inside the home. And guess what? We just keep passing on that knowledge and we're, we're, we're a family of knowledgeable, responsible gun owners. Right? Yeah. No, that's, so. that's, that's powerful. And I, I see there is, there's, there's a certain attitude that, um, um, I would say minority gun owners or even like black American gun owners have about firearms. And there's, 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 I'm sure there's a million things we could get into with that. But one thing that we, we look at with, with that is, um, we see others, we see the, the typical American gun owner. We're like, Oh man, they're teaching their kids from the age of four. And you know, I touched a gun when I was 40 for the first time. I'm like, yeah, well, get on it. Like, don't, don't complain because other people have, have, have it ingrained in their family unit. Um, you know, it's family by family. There's clearly going to be um, people who have never touched a gun their entire life. But Correct. like, get I on agree. it. Invest in some like, education. I think it's, it's part of um, trauma and, and experiences, right? Within the black community, right? Like, I wanted to get involved in guns long time ago. My mom said, no. Why? Because you're black. That was a thing. You're black. And I don't want the cop. I don't want anything happening to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, it's kind of shunned upon, right? No, don't get involved in guns, but we should be doing the opposite. We should be properly educating our kids, our youth. So they know what to do. Right. Like all my white friends, you know, Papa was showing them what to do when they were four years old. Right. So by the time these guys were six, seven years old, Man, these guys were handling guns, firearm safety, no issues. They could be left alone with guns because they knew what to do. They were properly trained and groomed. And we should be doing the same. Um, Right now, there's a push. A lot of us are doing that, right? Mm -hmm. But then on the flip side, there's still people who are hesitant and say, no, uh, that, you know, that doesn't apply to us. Right. It's strange, Um, especially if you if you really do believe in the empowerment of of the melanated people, um, why would you not give them every tool available to protect and, you know, to, first of all, to build and then to protect what you build. Correct. Like what you have means nothing if you can't back it up or protect it, you know, and people, you know, they go down the line of history and they see, um, shoot. I mean, there's, there's been, all sorts of crazy stuff that have happened and they people still fail to realize like hey it is in your best interest not to not to fight anybody or do anything but to protect yourself and your family from any immediate threat Why would you not have the best tool correct so you you just said something and i'm gonna i'm gonna add to that for example churches right we've seen the attacks right but for some reason, a lot of churches still don't believe that they need to be um, investing in firearms training or getting security or their members carrying. And that's only within our community. Right. Because um, my church um, my is right now, it's majority white and they got a pretty good security team. They got yeah. and I bet you the pastor, and all the ammo. They're still packing pastor. Oh, yeah. Everybody's oh. packing, you know, but when we look at our community, like our churches, 
it's no, we're not doing that. You know how many times I'll talk to some pastors and I'm like, look, because, you know, when we do risk assessments or some people will come in and train with me and say, hey, you might need to come talk to my pastor because we need to do this. We need to do that. Or we have this situation. Go talk. And they just don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, you, you, you're already a soft target. Now you're really just letting setting our people up just to be targets, right? There's no there's no way that you are taking the responsibility seriously to make, ensure that your people are being protected. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, education, it's, it's coming back to education. We got to we got to educate people. We actually do need to take action in regards to um, hardening soft targets like like churches and you know places of worship and for people who are who are phobic of guns get around an instructor somebody who can actually teach you because i wouldn't i wouldn't just be like hey you know uncle so-and-so he has a gun he can show me and then he puts you in front of behind his 45 and you see what happens then um i'm not saying a 45 will kill you it's just maybe not the most pleasant experience when you've never shot a gun before you know and also as in as instructors educators those who really take this seriously invest into the craft are very good at identifying those who've had some sort of traumatic experience. So being able to see that now that person is going to need a little bit more training versus someone else. Right. So when I get people out on the range, um, I start, I start seeing some cues, right. And then through those cues, I'm like, all right, I'll pull that person aside, ask them some questions. And then that's when they say, yeah, you know what? My brother got killed or this would happen. And so shooting a gun or, or hearing those shots go off, it takes them back to that traumatic experience. Mm. So now you have to do a little bit of counseling to make sure that they're good to go. You have to empower them. You have to make sure that they're confident. It's just, it, it's a lot that goes into it. No, it's, it's interesting. I know you know uh, uh, Marshall um, or Tig from My Correct. Sister's Keeper. And when she came on the show, she, she actually said like for her, she mainly teaches women, mainly. Um, that's kind of what she's known for. And if she has a, a, a lady out there who is very difficult for them, she doesn't force them to shoot. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I guess maybe in my younger days, maybe I would have thought like, yeah, you know, like let them get through it. Let them, let them get a few rounds off and they'll get through it, which maybe that's not no. the best option for them. Yeah. yeah. I've had a few people. I had one, one client, um, <clears throat> her brother was murdered. Mm. So like, as soon as that first shot went off, yeah, we were like, all right, took her off the line. She was crying. And ironically, it was a class where, because I do a class where every so often I have a mental health therapist that's there and we address any any type of trauma-related issues. That's really interesting. So, I didn't so he it. was, yeah, I do that. I do that every couple of, I have that class about three or four times a, uh, a year um, where I work with a, um, a nonprofit organization called No Limit Health and Education um, with my brother, Pernell Bush, a mental health uh, therapist. So he was actually there. And we took her off the line, spoke to her, had the other instructor work the line. And then once everything was said and done, we, we already called it. We said, all right, you know what? You, you can sit out and then uh, finish up the rest of the class until she made the decision. She said, you know what? I want to overcome this and I want to go up on the line. Wow. So and the only way she wanted to do it was she was like, I, I need to be the only person on, on the line. So everyone ran through their course of fire. Then we brought her back up, uh, myself and, and him. We were there talking to her, guiding her encouraging her and she was able to complete that course and then next thing you know it boom jumps into a marksmanship class boom buys the gun boom and she is on it 
Wow. So I, I've learned you, you can't push that person. It has to be that person's call. Um, definitely. Um, and that's where a good educator slash instructor comes into play because other people that I know they've gone with their uncle, boyfriend, husband or whatever. And they tell them, Hey, just face the fear and, and then just, just shoot. You, you might be causing more trauma than, than good. So, yeah. Wow. Okay, man. I very much appreciate this. I feel like we may, we may need to do a follow-up guys. If you have enjoyed this so far, this one's going to be on YouTube. If you're watching, listening on podcasts, shoot me a DM. Let me know that you want to get Chris back on the show. If, uh, if you're a Definitely. Twitter person, find me on Twitter. Um, but also comment down below if you're watching YouTube and let us know, do you want to hear more from Chris? Cause Chris actually has a whole lot to share. Um, even more than this, this, this cornucopia of uh, information really Definitely focused around done. education. Um, there's quite a few things that he could really get into. And um, I'm, I'm annoyed that we're, we don't have six hours to just keep talking. Yeah. There, there's we'll, a lot. We'll, we'll get to it. Um, thank you for having me out, uh, having me on. I really appreciate it. How can people um, find you? Um, they can find me on Instagram, ftag.training, um, Facebook, ftag security solutions and training. And um, yeah, you know, uh, any questions, concerns, if you're out in Central Florida, feel free to reach out. Um, private outdoor gun range. We do various classes for civilians and law enforcement, you know, so let's, let's, let's train. Yeah, man, guys reach out, let them know that you enjoyed the the conversation or if you had a disagreement, um, yeah, definitely let us know, let us you know. know, leave a comment down below, reach out. He's, he's accessible. Come on. He's not some sort of, you know, he's not a yeah. Will Smith. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm a, I'm a humble man. I'm a humble working man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show, guys. And until next time, keep it costly.